1: and welcome to the Atlantic Power Corporation fourth quarter and year-end 2020 results and conference call. All participants will be in listen-only mode. Should you need assistance, please signal a conference specialist by pressing the star key followed by zero. After today's presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. Please note, this event is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Ron Bailo-Brzezewski, Director of Finance. Please go ahead. Welcome
2: and thank you for joining us this morning. Our results for the three months and year-ended December 31st, 2020 were issued by press release yesterday afternoon and are available on our website, www.atlanticpower.com and on Edgar and Cedar. Management's prepared remarks and the accompanying presentation for today's call and webcast can be found in the conference call section of our website. A replay of today's webcast will be available on our website following the call. Financial figures that we will be presenting are stated in US dollars and are approximate unless otherwise noted. Please be advised that this conference call and presentation will contain forward-looking statements. As discussed in the company's safe harbor statement on page two of today's presentation, these statements are not guarantees of future performance and involve certain risks and uncertainties that are more fully described in our various securities filings. Actual results may differ materially from such forward-looking statements. In addition, the financial results in the press release and the presentation include both GAAP and non-GAAP measures, including project-adjusted EBITDA. For reconciliations of this measure to the most directly comparable GAAP financial measure to the extent that they are available without unreasonable effort, please refer to the press release the appendix of today's presentation, our annual report on Form 10-K, or our quarterly reports on Form 10-Q, all of which are available on our website. Now, I'll turn the call over to Jim Moore, President and CEO of Atlantic Power. Thank you, Ron. Welcome,
0: everyone. Good morning, and thank you for joining us today. With me on the call this morning are Terry and our CFO, Joe Coffoli, our EVP Commercial Development, Nick Galati, our SVP operations, and several other members of the Atlantic Power Management Team. The results for the fourth quarter and the full year 2020 are provided in the press release, the presentation, and the prepared remarks, which were posted on our website last evening. Please review those materials. I will cover the highlights of the past year and our financial results very briefly, and then devote most of my time this morning to discussing the agreement we announced last month for Atlantic Power to be acquired by i Square Capital. Following my remarks, we will take questions. Um, our financial results for the fourth quarter in the year were near the top end of our guidance for project-adjusted EBITDA and exceeded our estimate of operating cash flow. We ended 2020 with $142 million of liquidity, including 14 million of discretionary cash. During the year, we used our strong operating cash flow to repay $76 million of consolidated debt as planned. Despite modestly lower projected uh, project adjusted EBITDA, our consolidated leverage ratio improved to 3.6 times from 3.8 times a year ago. We expect to repay approximately $96 million of consolidated debt in 2021, which should drive further improvement in our leverage ratio. 2020 was also a strong year for capital allocation. We invested $48 million in the repurchases of common and preferred shares at prices averaging $2.04 per common share and Canadian $15.17 for preferred shares. Turning to operations, we had significantly improved safety record last year, and we've been managing through the pandemic well, with no impact on operations or financial results. Uh, I just want to shout out to all our plant people. Thank you very much. Uh, We gave out t-shirts this year which said uh, uh, we kept the lights on during the pandemic, and uh, this was certainly a year where all of us who Uh, work behind a desk uh, uh, owe a great debt of gratitude to people who are out out there in the field uh, keeping the lights and the water on and and running the country so we appreciate them Uh, we completed the reconstruction reconstruction of our cadillac plant and it's been running very well since returning to service last august williams lake also has been running well and fuel availability has improved the power markets remain challenging But we were successful in placing our Oxnard plant under a capacity agreement for this year, and are optimistic we'll have the ability to do so for the next two years. The Ontario government recently granted us another extension of our PPA at CalStock to December 2021, and we are currently in discussions about options for a new five-year contract there the most significant development for the company happened shortly after the end of the year when we reached an agreement to be acquired by i capital as i noted on our january 15th conference call announcing the transaction the board and the management team of atlantic power are unanimously recommending that all our holders of publicly traded securities vote for this transaction the background and details of the transaction and the rationale for recommendation are covered in our definitive proxy statement which was filed on Tuesday of this week. This morning, I'd like to share with you the highlights of a letter I wrote to investors, which was filed along with the proxy earlier this week. It is also available on our website, where we have the investor relations section and in the section on I-squared capital. Uh, That's where all the uh, the documents relating to this are filed. In the letter, I addressed uh, several key questions. So let me go over those now. Why sell now? We are often asked why shares have gone nowhere the past several years despite the actions we've taken to dramatically lower our debt levels and interest costs, fix our debt maturity profile, reduce corporate overheads, sell assets at attractive prices, make opportunistic investments, and significantly reduce our share account. We think there's at least two reasons for this result. First, while we've been taking these actions that have improved our financial position, forward curves of power prices have continued to fall. In turn, expectations for future levels of project adjusted EBITDA and the prospects for recontracting plants as PPAs expire have also declined. Our project adjusted EBITDA in 2017 was 289 million. In 2020 it was 189 million. That's a decline of 100 million dollars in just three years. If you haven't taken a look at the forecast beginning on page 59 of the proxy statement please do so so that's page 59 of the proxy statement you'll see uh, our financial forecast you will see that we expect further significant declines in project adjusted EBITDA beginning in 2022 and continuing for the rest of the decade importantly these forecasts assume a recovery in power prices a recovery in the forward power curves. Certainly, they're not based on the highest levels over the last five or six years, but they show some degree of recovery. So it's not a current power curve, it's not a, a uh, bottom of the cycle power curve, it's based on assuming a recovery in power prices. If that doesn't happen, we expect that our project adjusted EBITDA will be lower than this forecast. Second, we're a micro cap stock in an unloved sector with declining project adjusted EBITDA. Public markets haven't been enthusiastic about this profile and we don't think it's likely that's gonna change in four or five years when the uh, EBITDA base is even lower. Why sell at these prices? Well, at one price security securities a buy and at another price it should be a sell if you're, you're basing your decisions on price to value. We bought 12.5 million common shares at $2 under our substantial issuer bid last May. I think we had 28 million shares actually tendered to us, uh, people willing to sell at, at low prices last May. Uh, at 303, we're a seller. We asked ourselves, can we get to a higher price on our own? If so, when might that happen? What's the probability? What are the risks? What's the upside? Whether the downside risk? To get a price that starts with a three, you have to assume, in our analysis, a recovery in forward power curves. That might happen. The financial forecast I mentioned earlier assume that we do get some degree of recovery. But at a price of $3.03, we believe shareholders are capturing much of that potential today. We don't think it makes sense to ask shareholders to wait for a potential recovery in hopes that they can get back to a price of $3 or maybe slightly better in four or five years when the alternative is taking $3.03 today. Okay, so shouldn't new green policies have a positive impact on Atlantic power? And you have to be very careful here, and there's some broad misconceptions on this. Public policies pushing green energy and electrification have not succeeded in pushing demand up as much as other policies, including federal tax subsidies, state renewable portfolio standards, and corporate commitments to green energy have pushed up supply. These policies have incentivized the addition of supply to power grids that we don't believe need more intermittent generation, but they're going to get it, needed or not. Gas plants and other sources of dependable generation, such as coal and nuclear, are being marginalized this environment has made it more difficult to recontract our gas plants as their PPAs expire. Well, what about the hydro plants? As we've noted before, the hydro plants have long physical and economic lives and are likely to continue operating post PPA. We have four hydro plants and together they contributed 24% of our project adjusted EBITDA last year. However, they generated this project adjusted EBITDA under PPAs that were signed in the pre fracking era when power prices and gas prices were significantly higher. When the Curtis Palmer PPA expires in 2026, we expect it will be recontracted, but at a substantially lower project adjusted EBITDA. Okay, so why is this a good deal structure for all of our security holders? So far, I've mostly addressed this agreement from the standpoint of common holders, but the I-squared offer is contingent on buying out all the publicly traded securities, including the preferred shares, the convertible debentures and the medium-term notes. The board and the management team were thrilled when I-squared proposed a complete buyout of the capital structure. That meant that all of our security holders could realize liquidity in the near term at premiums recent and historic trading ranges rather than traveling to a new owner that may not be a public company.
3: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C.
0: Okay. Why aren't preferred shares being redeemed at par? Well, the legal answer. For that is this transaction isn't a redemption of preferred shares the buyer isn't required to pay par the more relevant considerations for preferred shareholders are the $22 Canadian price offer is a significant premium to recent and historic trading levels it's also a 40% premium that the average price of $15 74 is Canadian at which we've repurchased 2.1 million preferred shares under our NCIB NC- the last four years. If the deal is not approved and Atlantic Power remains an independent public company, trading levels of the preferred shares may revert to pre-transaction levels. We don't expect that we will ever offer to redeem the preferred shares at par. Instead, if we offered to buy preferred shares, under an ncib we'd be looking to average down on that 1574 canadian average price as as the credit profile unfolds and as the ebitda that i discussed earlier unfolds so a a reduction of of just six to seven dollars per share in market value is the equivalent of five years of dividend payments the company is sold in the future a more typical structure would not include a buyout of the preferred shares. They'd be left outstanding. There's no requirement that we have to buy them in when we sell the company. Uh, and you could just buy out the common shares. Our expectation then is that this may be the last chance for preferred holders to cash out at twenty two Canadian or a price that's even close to that. In these circumstances, the board and the management are recommending preferred shareholders agree to the offer and redeploy cash elsewhere, as opposed to incurring what may be permanent lost opportunity cost. Lastly, preferred shares have the lowest credit rating of any of our rated securities. If power prices remain lower for longer, as they have since 2017, when we first discussed that scenario, our ability to continue paying dividends on preferred shares recall we stopped paying dividends on common shares a number of years ago uh, or to pay off our medium term notes likely will be increasingly challenged over time this is a perpetual cumulative security so consider that in your analysis please is there any chances the prices offered for any of the securities will be raised The offer terms from I-Square Capital are set and final. If you read the section of the proxy that discusses the background of the transaction, you'll see that we negotiated a long time and we negotiated this deal down to the pennies. Since announcing the agreement on January 15th, we have not been approached by any potential competing bidders. Each of the four securities classes must receive the approval of at least 66 and two-thirds of the shares or bonds voting or the transaction fails to paraphrase Ben Franklin will hang together or will hang separately on this transaction in closing over the past six years we focused on fixing and then as best we could growing the business during this time I've said on numerous calls we're always open to selling the company at a fair price we've been patient and dogged in getting the best price for the business we could obtain, The agreement with I-Squared Capital represents the best opportunity we've had to get fair value, and we believe that voting in favor of the transaction is the right risk-adjusted decision for all of our securities holders. I and the rest of the management team and board, who together own more than 4% of the common shares, will be voting for the transaction. Operator, we're ready to begin the Q&A session.
1: Thank you, we will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press star then one on your touch tone phone. If you're using a speaker phone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press star then two. At this time, we'll pause momentarily to assemble our roster.
0: Again, if you have a question, please press star then one.
3: The first question is from Rupert Mehrer from
1: National Bank. Please go ahead.
0: Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hi Rupert. So uh, congratulations uh, to the, the team on the deal, and uh, thank you for, for the presentation this morning. Just wondering if you can walk us through the expected timeline and, and milestones to move this deal uh, to completion, uh, if, of course, that's the way it goes. Yeah, so Rupert, I I point you to the proxy, and uh, uh, you know, we have the uh, uh, consents and uh, and the uh, obviously the voting laid out there. Uh, uh, I we've talked about the deal closing in the second quarter. We we wouldn't change that uh, now, and we'll define it more closely when we can. Uh, we're on schedule. Uh, I think the convert vote is March 18th, and the common and the preferred are April 7th, and we haven't hit any roadblocks yet uh, uh, on any of the approvals we need. Uh, so uh, so there's no change to anything we filed on that front. All right, great. I'll, I'll leave it there. And thanks again for uh, laying out the detail here. You always make it very easy for, uh, for investors to understand and, and follow the company. I much appreciate it. Thanks, Rupert, for, for being on the call and for uh, following us and uh, and uh, I see uh, uh, this could be our last call. So if it is, uh, uh, thank you very much for following this. Uh, likewise, yeah. If it's the last one, then congratulations. Take care. Thank you.
1: There are no more questions in the queue. This concludes our question and answer session. I would like to turn the conference back over to Jim Moore for any closing remarks. OK,
0: so, so it's been a long slog the last six years. Uh, Power prices and supply-demand fundamentals uh, have been poor, and unfortunately, the outlook is, is, is still challenging with, with more and more wind and solar coming on the grid. Uh, that's going to create price challenges for us and for other uh, holders of uh, more dependable generation. Uh, so we're happy to have this opportunity for all our securities holders to de-risk at prices to premiums to what the trading ranges have been and to redeploy their capital elsewhere Uh, that's how we're going to vote our own uh, security interests and uh, we encourage everybody please do the math look at loss opportunity costs and then vote and uh uh, hopefully the uh the transaction will close in the uh, the second quarter and this will be our our last call so thank you all for your interest and and being uh Uh, Our uh, securities holders, if the the transaction doesn't close, then uh, we'll talk to you next quarter, same bad time, same channel. Thank you very much.
1: The conference has now concluded. Thank you for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect.